Bismillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. So today is day nine of Ramadan and we will have a reflection from juz number nine. Um, today's reflection comes from Surah Al-Anfal, which is the uh, eighth chapter of the Quran and it is from ayat number 33. <laughs> وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ And the translated meaning of that is And Allah would not punish them while you, Muhammad wasallam, are amongst them nor will he punish them while they seek Allah's forgiveness. So when I was reflecting on this ayah, I was reflecting on how the Prophet ﷺ was sent as a mercy to mankind in so many different ways. And here we see one of them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Quraysh, the disbelievers, that they will not be punished whilst the Prophet ﷺ was alive amongst them. So this was their respite, their chance to come back to Allah. And it was actually an honouring of the Messenger wasallam himself. Um, but what about those of the, us who come after the Prophet wasallam? This ayah is telling them that they have protection. The, the, the mushrikeen, the disbelievers, they have protection whilst the Prophet wasallam is alive and living amongst them. But what about us? What protection from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can we have? Well, here in this ayah we see that Allah, Ar-Rahman, is giving us and every single nation and person that comes after the death of the Prophet wasallam that very same protection. And what do we have to do? Simply seek his forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that he will not send his punishment down on us as long as we seek his forgiveness. And so from this, we can infer that actually the punishment of Allah comes when we stop asking for his forgiveness, subhanAllah. The punishment of Allah comes when we stop asking for his forgiveness, subhanAllah. The worst calamity that can befall any one of us is the punishment of Allah. And the punishment of Allah comes when he is displeased with us. And subhanAllah, that in itself is a punishment for us, that the one that we love is not happy with us. Um, and if we think about in our lives, you know, you have that, that sense of discomfort and dis-ease when you know that you've upset someone. Your heart feels heavy. You feel full of regret. Maybe you feel bad. You did something that your husband disliked or you said something and it upset your friend or your sister. When you know that someone you care about is unhappy, does your heart feel like it can rest? Does your heart feel like it can enjoy itself? No, you want to rush to make it better and for things to get back to normal, subhanAllah. So when we think about the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these are the same feelings that we should be having in our heart 
that same sense of dis-ease, that same need to make it better. So the punishment of Allah comes when he is displeased with us. This is when we love others with an absolute love that belongs only to Allah, meaning that we'll do things to displease Allah in order to please them. When we fear others and their rejection or their judgment of us more than we fear the judgment of Allah. So, for example, maybe we don't wear the right modest Islamic clothing because we we don't want to look weird at school, at uni or at work. You know, it's when we have placed others in our heart and in our lives and in our worship before Allah. So we must be constantly seeking the forgiveness of Allah to prevent the evil of our actions and their consequences from overwhelming us. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ used to seek the forgiveness of Allah more than 70 times in one sitting and more than 100 times a day. Subhanallah. And that's him, the Prophet ﷺ, the one whose future and past sins were all forgiven. Subhanallah. And obviously one of the, the greatest blessings of seeking forgiveness is obtaining that forgiveness of Allah. But there are so many other blessings and, and benefits too, subhanAllah. And the Prophet wasallam said in one hadith, whoever holds fast to istighfar, Allah will create for him a way out of every difficulty and freedom from every sorrow and provide for him from where he had not even imagined. And of course we have in the Qur'an, uh, we have the immortalized advice of Nuh to his people in Surah Nuh where he says to them to seek the forgiveness of Allah He's saying, I said, ask forgiveness of your Lord He's ever forgiving He will send down abundant rain from the sky for you وَيُمْدِدَكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ Excuse me. وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا He will give you wealth and sons. He will provide you with gardens and rivers. Subhanallah, all of these blessings will come from seeking istighfar. And perhaps this is why the Prophet ﷺ said in another hadith that glad tidings be to the one who finds in his book of deeds an abundance of istighfar. And this constant seeking of Allah's forgiveness it stems from a knowledge of his might, his perfection, his beauty and an acknowledgement of our own weakness and inability to show the due appreciation to Allah for all of the gifts that he has bestowed on us. It's important for us in and of itself because of all the blessings and spiritual benefits that we get directly. But also because of what seeking forgiveness does for us indirectly, emotionally and in our character. And this is really important. A person who is constantly seeking forgiveness will be free of arrogance, of thinking that they are always right that their way is the only way that they must be obeyed or followed. And that's because they're constantly scanning for what they need to seek forgiveness for. And so they become more self-aware. 
And through that self-awareness, they become more open to possibilities of new interpretations, of new ways of looking at things, of being flexible. And this is actually a very underrated superpower. A person who is flexible in their relationships, a person who has the ability to see things from different ways, is humble and you will just see the barakah of that in their relationships. And not only that, but istighfar makes your heart soft. And the hearts closest to Allah from his creation are always the softest ones, subhanAllah. So seeking the forgiveness of Allah, it will soften our hearts and it protects us from falling into pride, arrogance, kibr, um, and thinking ourselves great. But what about the other extreme? That person whose constant scanning for what they've done wrong leads them to feeling sad, to feeling worthless and bad and unworthy. You know, that person who feels like all they are is a sum of their mistakes. To that feeling, let us allow this ayah to speak again. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Allah will never punish them while they seek his forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to seek his forgiveness. He wants us to have his forgiveness. And this is, you know, there's so many places in the Quran where we we see the ayah, Allah wants to turn to you. Allah wants to accept your repentance, subhanAllah. He didn't have to do anything, but he certainly didn't have to reassure all of us of the mercy that he allowed due to the Prophet being amongst the Quraysh as a means of their protection, that he would extend that same mercy to us simply by seeking the forgiveness of Allah. And let us remember that when we seek forgiveness and actually any form of help, our interaction with Allah is based almost entirely on who Allah is and not who or what we are. Because we are all of us beings that make mistakes, that sin, that don't give Allah his due right and all of that yucky stuff we feel that we're not worthy, we're not good enough. Well, guess what? Allah doesn't forgive us because we are worthy. He forgives us because he is Al-Ghafoor, Al-Ghaffar, Al-Afu, Al-Kareem. The one who forgives, the one who covers the sins, the one who is constantly wiping them away, the generous. He forgives us simply because he is Allah and because we ask him. Salman al-Farsi reported, the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, Allah is shy and generous. He would be shy when a man raises his hands to him to turn them away empty and disappointed. Subhanallah. Um, I want you to think, have you ever been in a situation where someone came to you and they're desperate for your help and they said, oh, please help me, you're my last hope, I've tried everything. You know, perhaps they wanted uh, help with, you know, they needed to, Uh, have help with their kids to take their kids to school or they wanted you to look after them and they needed you to do something for them and you know they come to you and they ask you and you know you've got other things going on you don't want to do it or something but you end up feeling sorry for them because you're their last resort and and so you feel bad to turn them down and you say yes subhanallah this hadith tells us that when we come to allah 
He feels shy to turn us down. Allah doesn't want us to go away from our request, from our dua, empty-handed. Now, however generous and kind we are when we don't feel like turning people down, Allah belongs to Allah belongs the highest example. He is Al Karim, Al Manan, the tremendously giving and generous, and He knows that when we ask Him for something, we acknowledge that we have no one to turn to except Him. He knows that we're desperate for his forgiveness, his help, his mercy, his guidance, and that there is no one else who can give us what we need. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, looks down on us with rahmah, with love. He feels shy to turn us away, subhanallah. The one whom we should feel shy of asking because of our many sins and transgressions. The one whom we should feel shy of sinning against and coming in front of him with all of those sins. Yet subhanallah, he subhanahu wa ta'ala feels shy to turn us away. La ilaha illallah. How fortunate are we to have such a caretaker, such a protector, such a provider and lord. Our impaired minds can't comprehend the magnitude of his beauty, the perfection of his actions towards us. Our Lord feels shy to turn us down. The Lord that we sometimes feel lazy to obey, the one we forget when we chase this dunya and we're enjoying its blessings, the one who we forget to thank for the myriad of blessings that we enjoy in every moment, the one who we are ignorant of his love and his blessings towards us. That same Lord does not want us to leave with our hands empty when we have raised them to him for even one second. So my dear sisters, let us seek his forgiveness and seek protection from his punishment and displeasure. Let us use Ramadan to instill this habit of asking for forgiveness at least a hundred times a day with a present heart that acknowledges with joy not sadness or self-loathing, but joy that our Rabb will open gates of goodness. He will soften our hearts. He'll bestow upon us so many more gifts when we enact this prophetic practice of seeking the forgiveness of Allah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.